With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. So make sure you stick around. But before we do any of that, though, let's talk about Bijan Robinson being quite a good salesman. Because by now, you know the story. Bijan Robinson is one of the best running back prospects in years. The best one, perhaps, since Saquon Barkley from the New York Giants, who, who was drafted by the New York Giants, of course. And uh, there's no question about that. No one who is against drafting John Robinson has a word to say about the talent. It's all about positional value. It's all about, you know, pointing towards the same example. Was the Giants pick worth it in the end? Uh, the same case for Christian McCaffrey, the same case for Ezekiel Elliott in 2016. And it's kind of a conversation that has taken over the NFL and not only the message boards, but NFL front offices as well. So if it was if it was 10 years ago, John Robinson would undoubtedly be a top five draft pick. Not anymore, though. And he was asked about this by the Philadelphia Eagles. And he had quite the response to, to Howie Roseman's question, which was, you know, tell me your pitch. Why should the Eagles draft you? with the 10th overall pick, which is obviously a premium pick. And this was Bijan's response. This is per Haley Grossman from ESPN, who had a fantastic article about uh, Robinson today. Uh, I recommend you read it. But Bijan's response was, you're not going to get a running back. You're going to get a difference maker. And he went on to explain how he can create mismatches how he can line up in the backfield, but he can also line up on the outside and he can feel the handoff, but he can also run, run a route like a receiver and catch it like one too. And, you know, those who do the study of, you know, all of these draft prospects, and I think that Vijan Robinson has to be one of the most watched players throughout this process, have figured out that maybe he's telling the truth here. He kind of can't do all of that. And we will listen to Todd McShay in a few moments here because he has a surprising take that I believe will interest Cowboys fans. So we'll get to that in a moment. But, man, my question from me to you in the chat is, are you buying or selling Bijan's sales pitch? Because, as Howie Roseman said, that's one hell of a pitch. Let's be honest. 
That doesn't mean that you suddenly want to draft him no matter what. But let me know in the chat, are you buying or selling Bijan Robinson's powerful sales pitch? By the way, this is a perfect opportunity to shout everyone out in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. We've got Mark saying buying. We've got Toxic Tom saying shut up and take my money. Katharina goes with buying. Katharina goes with buying it for sure. Let's see here. Uh, shout out to Mr. Blue Daps, who has a super chat comment. Thank you for the comment and the donation. He says, happy birthday, Mo. Steelers fan is corrupting you. Hey, <laughs> I saw your comment in the live chat yesterday, Blue Daps. And, you know, uh, you made me laugh a lot with the, with the Lion King song that you composed about myself and my uh, Steelers girlfriend, who, by the way, Shout out to her. She wiped out the awards. She essentially won uh, the big one, which is like the integral student, I guess, would be the literal translation to English. And she also won the Golden Ram. And if you are a primetime OG and watched this show a year ago, you know that I have one over there as well. So she, she essentially won Offensive Player of the Year and MVP on the same on the same class. So shout out to her. Uh, she's awesome. Anyways, everyone's buying it. Mark Aaron is also buying it. Stephen White is also buying it. Inez Gomez is buying it. Russell. So kind of feels like everyone is on the same page here about Bijan Robinson and everyone's buying into his sales pitch. I'm kind of buying it. Uh, I'm buying into it as well. I will say that maybe at 26th overall, I'm kind of like getting used to the idea. However, I'm not buying entirely all of it. Like, I'm not sure that would be the most beneficial pick to the Cowboys just based on the positional value. Nothing against Bijan Robinson. There's one NFL insider, though, that disagrees. And I want to get into that as well. He had a pretty, pretty surprising take about Robinson and, and and the Cowboys, and it involves a trade. So let's listen to what Todd McShay had to say over on the Dan Patrick Show earlier this week. I've, I've got clip after clip of him in the slot, running, not running, but, you know, underneath routes, but getting down the seam, catching in traffic, catching the ball over his head, contested situations. He can do all that. When I talked to uh, Coach Sarkeesian before the TCU game this, this year, he said, listen, we, we're trying to limit his touches. We're not trying to wear him out. But the catches he makes in practice, like you'd be shocked. Like, I know there's good game tape, but the things we see in practice are, are out of control. So I could see him in more of a, a hybrid role. But I'll say this. I haven't, I've got him as the number two ranked player in this class behind Bryce Young. I haven't talked to a team. And I'm talking probably close to a dozen teams. That, that have them outside of the top five. Everyone has them in the top five in terms of their grades. Now, where does he fall? That's, yeah. that's the fascinating part. I mean, Philadelphia doesn't take a running back in, in the top 10. They, they love taking offensive and defensive linemen, but that's the first spot where you can look and say, that might make some sense. I think he's just as talented, maybe a little bit more unique than Saquon Barkley, and Saquon was the number two overall pick. But you see the, you know, the beating and the injuries that Saquon had, and, and you just wonder, is it worth it? So... It may get down to like 18 to Detroit, 21 to the Chargers, with Austin Eckler having issues there. Yeah. And I, I still hold this out. 
Dallas is obsessed with getting a running back that can be, be, be their guy, be a compliment to Tony Pollard like they had with Zeke when Zeke was, you know, more closer to his prime. Mike McCarthy was dying for a big power back like that, wants to run the football. They want to be a run-based team. And they would love to bring the Texas star into Dallas and make him the star of their offense. So Dallas is sitting at 26. It wouldn't shock me if they made a splash, jumped up into the teens ahead of teams like Detroit and, and the Chargers and went and get, got Bijan maybe around like 14, 15, 16. That is quite the statement from Todd McShay. Kind of crazy. And obviously, you guys know who Todd McShay is. Uh, ESPN draft analyst has been so for a while and kind of goes hand in hand with Mel Kuyper nowadays. But that is a big statement to single out the Cowboys as a potential trade-up candidate for Bijan Robinson. Now, we know this about Dallas. We know that they, they do like running backs. We know that McCarthy, at least publicly, has spoken about getting a, a running back and and really leaning into the running game. And you look at the Cowboys running back group and you go, okay, Tony Pollard is fine and all, but if you really want to embrace that smash mouth, running the football philosophy that McCarthy has at least publicly talked about, who knows how serious he is about stuff, who knows how happy he's just trying to keep the front office, etc. But we know that publicly he has spoken about running backs and, and establishing the wrong game and all of that. Even if it's not a real thing, you know, we can have those analytical conversations at, at a later date. But my question now, and we're going to keep it on the same tone here. Are you buying or selling the possibility of the Cowboys trading up? And according to what McShay said, even into the top 15 to land Bijan Robinson, are you buying or selling that? Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, let me talk to you. And before I give you my answer too, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. You know it. They make this show possible. It's been a family-owned business for over 65 years. And you get A-plus customer service. Plus, you can see their wide range of new and used vehicles over at Irving, Texas in their car dealership. Or you can also visit their website over at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can check out the pictures of every car, features of each of these vehicles. And as we do around this time here on Primetime, it is time to discuss the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. In this case, it is the 2023 Premium Mazda CX-50 2.5S Premium Plus All-Wheel Drive. And of course, you know this already, but we'll go through it again. It's got a sunroof, all-wheel drive, Wi-Fi hotspot. And here's the best part. Heated leather power memory foam sitting and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week over at FreemanMazda.net. Shout out to them for making this show possible. All right. Just like everyone was buying into the Robinson narrative earlier on the show, looks like everyone is selling it now. Everyone's selling the idea of trading up, or, or at least most people. Bruce says, I ain't buying that, moving up for a running back. Let's see here. Uh, 
Mo says Toxic Tom, if we are in a win now mentality, trade up and get a player like Bijan. Push all the damn chips in and stop being scared. Oh man, that makes for an interesting conversation though. That makes for a very, very interesting conversation and we'll, we'll have it. Mark Aaron says, I don't want to trade up. I would rather trade back. Gregory sells, Katharina buys, Katara sells. I'm going to sell. Uh, we, we did the math the other day, and it's not the Cowboys' MO. Like, everyone talks about the Cowboys making splashes. When have they made splashes on draft day? <laughs> like, it's not what they do. It is not. Uh, last time that they traded up in the first round was when they got Maurice Claiborne in 2012, and they regretted it mightily. So I do not see them trading up in the NFL draft, less so for Robinson. And not because Robinson is not worth it as a prospect, as, as a talent, because time and time again, we need to circle back to it. He is one of the best prospects in this year's draft. And if he's lips, it will be only because of positional value. I just do not see Dallas making that move because trading up into the top 15, which I think would be more or less the range that you would have to aim at, would be costly. It would be like potentially a third rounder costly, I think. If, you, if you're going to go from 26 to, say, 15, because he mentioned, uh, Todd McShay mentioned the, the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken, you know, through that range, it's going to be costly. It's going to be pretty costly for, for Dallas. So I, I kind of sell that idea. I wouldn't be a fan of it either. But I want to dive into. I want to dive into this comment from Toxic Tom. Let's circle back to it. Because I kind of see what you mean, Toxic. But also, are we being real about where the Cowboys are at? Here's where I mean. Toxic Tom's comment once more. I'm going to read it. It says, if we are in a win-now mentality, trade up and get a player like Bijan. Push all the damn chips in and stop being scared. Key part of this comment is, if we are in a win-now mentality, trade up and get a player like Bijan. Boom. Here's where I'm at, though. And I thought about this earlier today, but I thought about it from an Eagles point of view. Because I've said this before on the show, and I'm going to say it again. I'm not buying into the idea of Robinson going to the Eagles at 10th overall. I don't buy it, especially because the way I see it, the Eagles have shown us that they are a data analytics-driven organization. They have shown us that they were not willing to pay for Miles Sanders to stick around. They showed us that they would rather keep the inexpensive running back room going. And so I don't think that they will use a top 10 draft pick, something that they're not aiming to get anytime soon again in a running back. I think they would they are much more likely to draft somebody that can help out on the trenches, whether it's an offensive line man or a defensive lineman or maybe another top talent that they consider to be more valuable. But I, I have a tough time buying into the idea of Bijan Robinson going to the Eagles at 10th. However, I look at it from that point of view in which I say, man, this Eagles roster lost some key pieces here and there. 
but they're still ready to go. Like they're still that scary roster that, that they were last year. And they are kind of a scary team roster wise, at least. So I kind of look at it and I say, if you add that Sherry on top, which is Bijan Robinson, and he can help out in all of these different ways, not only running the rock, kind of makes sense because they're, they're nearly there, right? I think that even though the Cowboys are in a win-now win mentality mode, they're not as ready to make that decision to go up and trade, trade up for, for a running back and get Robinson. I don't think they are as ready in that sense as the Eagles are. Because I think the Eagles roster is perhaps better across the board and more than better deeper. I think that the Eagles have the better roster. And I thought this about the Eagles even in the preseason last year. I thought the Cowboys were going to win the division mainly because of the difference at quarterback. Because I would still rank Dak Prescott over Jalen Hurts, for example. And I thought that was going to be the difference maker last year. We know how that went. Uh, the Cowboys passed and advanced into the playoffs as a wildcard team. But the, the, the roster, let's give it to them. The Eagles had the better, the better roster. And we figured out in the playoffs that the Cowboys were not quite at the level of the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles roster-wise beyond the quarterback position. That's what I mean mostly when I say roster-wise. I think that the Eagles can use that argument to end up with, with Bijan. I don't know if you can use it for the Cowboys, though, because I think that the Cowboys have over one need at offensive line, for example. And I think you have several question marks about some injured players like even Tony Pollard and even Terrence Steele. You don't have a tight end right now. I mean, not a clear-cut starting tight end. That's why we're also talking about the possibility of taking somebody at 26th because Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot might be promising, but they're not going to keep you from drafting somebody even in the first round. Even at wide receiver, you might need somebody else in that room. And I love the Brandon Cook trade, but we're still not entirely sure about what's up with Michael Gallup. Defensive-wise, they're pretty good right now. I don't think that there's a lot of questions on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, the two big ones are defensive tackle and linebacker. But you still know that you have Micah, you have Marcus Lawrence, you have Dan Queen there running the show. I just do not see the Cowboys as being quite in that mode in which we say, oh, trade up for a running back because he is the one missing piece. I don't think that is the case. I don't think that is the case right now. Now, Dallas, to be clear, is in a win-now mode because they have a team that can compete. And especially in the NFC, they should be in a good spot. They should be in a good, good spot moving forward. But one thing is being all-in win-now mode, and one thing is being so in-depth in a win-now mode that you can go up for a running back. I just do not see it happening that way. And I don't think that it would be the right move to do either. And also, if I was in a win-now mode, then I would be drafting out of need, maybe. Like, kind of feel the, the last void that I have. And I don't think that the Cowboys have a void at running back, to be, to be, 
honest with you. They don't have a B. John Robinson, that is for sure. Now, on the other side of things, I might be comfortable enough with Dallas taking B. John because, like, that is five years at least worth of top two production at running back. And even if it's not the most valuable position, even though EPA per play might not reflect it, at 26th overall, kind of feel like I would be okay with it at this point, especially with what everyone is saying about him being able to impact the offense in so many ways. Anyways, let's move on here a little bit here on the show and keeping it on the, on the same tone, though. Interesting tweet from James Slater, Cowboys insider. She pointed out three names to watch. John Robinson, Michael Meyer, and these two I think we have heard about a lot now. They're all on our radar now. And then number three, Darnell Wright. She had a typo there. Uh, Wendell Wright is not, is not a prospect, <laughs> but Darnell Wright, the offensive lineman out of Tennessee, who to many is an offensive tackle, but to some, some are suggesting that he would be a major force on the inside. So another insider that's saying that, you know, the Cowboys might be looking at Bijan, Michael Meyer, who we have heard about a lot, but still reflecting that need for an offensive lineman. And right, he's all over the place in these mock drafts and in these draft boards. Some people have him in the top 15. Some people have him going until the second round. So it's kind of crazy, but mostly I think that he's settling in as a mid slash late first round pick. So if he's there, will Dallas think, you know what? I have too much of a need. I need him on my team. Interesting that Dane Brugler on the athletic football show, though, had some questions about him playing on the left side. Wait, was it Brugler or Brandon Thorne? It was a great show of them two talking offensive line and about all of these prospects, I do recommend listening to it. But essentially, the idea of moving right inside would be getting these massive force, bully people on the inside, which I wouldn't be against. I wouldn't be against it at all. Because I do trust the Cowboys, whether it's the Cowboys or whether it's Duke Manyweather doing his thing. We've seen some, some good offensive linemen de development out there in Dallas. So watch out for those top three players, but also notice Jane's opening tweet on that thread, which says, I have no indication they will. She was replying to something else, but I said they wouldn't let any coaches go after this, this season and many were gone. And she adds, said it wouldn't be an active free agency and it was. So basically I and several others know zero these days. And to be honest, that is a good thing for Dallas. This has been noted quite a few times on Twitter, but the Cowboys have been way more privy to what they're doing as of late. They are keeping it, they're keeping things secret. They're keeping insiders, outsiders, and we're not hearing a lot about what the Cowboys are planning to do these days. The cornerback trade for Gilmore happened from one minute to another. Like Michael Lombardi tweeted out, I hear Cowboys is trading for a cornerback and Five minutes, five minutes later, we, we heard about Stephon Gilmore. And then Brandon Cooks happened from 0 to 100 in like a split of a second, too. 
Watch out for watch out for for some crazy stuff maybe in the NFL draft. We'll see. Some more comments though before we move on to the some more news segment on CD Lamb signing his well not signing his fifth year option being exercised. Let's see what you guys have to say though really quickly. Cam says we need Michael Myers because he can block better than Hendershot and other tight ends that we have. Robert says, I would love to see Kincaid, which is kind of like the other side of that coin, right? Kincaid is like the, the receiver tight end of this class. Gregory says, Mo, if we are going to trade up, it should be in the second round, trade up and steal Darnell Washington. Katharina says, might be a Grand Slam splash. Now, I just, I just cannot get behind that. Like, I just don't buy it. I, I just don't see it happening. Just based on what the Cowboys have done over the last 10 years in the NFL draft, they do not do that. So there's always there's always a, a first time here and there, but it's been a while. Tyler Browning says, don't you ignore my happy birthday message. It wasn't on purpose, Tyler. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. <laughs> but anyways... Some Cowboys news, some old news moment here. CD Lamp per Calvin Watkins has been, his fifth year option has been exercised. That essentially, that essentially means that he's locked in through 2024. My reaction to it is pretty simple. Kind of don't care. <laughs> kind of don't care because... We don't want CeeDee Lamb to be playing on a contract year in 2024. We knew this was happening, so it's kind of like a, a news, but, but also like we knew, we knew it was coming sooner rather than later. I thought it was going to come like after the NFL draft. It's usually how things go, I guess. However, however, uh, it's all about that extension, man. It's all about that a contract extension that the Cowboys are looking to nail down this offseason. However, I, I saw a tweet from, from uh, Kevin Gray Jr. from 105.3 The Fan, obviously a tremendous talent on the Dallas radio and somebody that's doing a tremendous job covering the Cowboys and Dallas sports in general. He tweeted out this. City Lamp contract guess slash projection. Five-year deal, $110 million with $65 million guaranteed. That would be an average value per year of $22 million. My question for me to you is over or under $22 million per year on average for City Lamp if slash when that extension comes around. Because my response to Kevin was, I'm taking the over, man. I'm taking the over. Like, just looking at the over-the-cap website with the wide receiver salaries, it's getting closer and closer to 30 for the top-paid receivers. Actually, we already saw we already saw Tyreek Hill hit the number 30. Of course, this is new money. We're speaking about new money here. But let me read you the top five. Tyreek Hill... Average value per year of 30 million. Devontae Adams, 28 million. DeAndre Hopkins, 27.3, uh, rounding it up. Cooper Cup, 26.7. I, 
I think it's going to be closer for 230 for for a CD lamp at this point. Now, whether it's a five-year deal or a four-year deal, who knows? We know the Cowboys, the Cowboys like to do the longer-term deals, but we know the players might be more interested in the shorter team stuff, shorter-term stuff. So tough one, but I'm going over. Even if they, even if they get it done now. And you know, one thing that the Cowboys have not done great is being proactive about these extensions. Hopefully that changes, man. Like, hopefully the Cowboys have learned their lessons in some of these recent negotiations. And I would love to see Trayvon Diggs be extended proactively. Same for CeeDee Lamb. I would love for the Dak Prescott extension to happen this year as well. And then you're in a position to take care of Micah Parsons next year because that's part of the equation here. Remember, Dallas and Micah cannot negotiate a contract extension just yet. They need to wait until after his third year in the NFL. So that's going to be one of the biggest stories in the Cowboys 2024 offseason. Hopefully, the Dak Prescott stuff is not a conversation by then because then it will be, it could get pretty ugly for the Cowboys, I think. So for now, CeeDee Lamb locked in through 2024. The Cowboys exercised the option. He's going to be like at $18 million per, uh, for, for that season based on his achievements so far. Because remember, that also depends on how the player has performed nowadays. Let's see what you guys had to say over or under $22 million per year for CeeDee. Katara goes with under. Robert Chuk goes with under. Uh, over for Bruce, over for for Toxic Tom, but he says because we will drag our feet and wait too long to lay him. Mark says under they wouldn't pay Amari Cooper. Here's the thing though, Amari Cooper was not one of their guys, and one thing that we have found out is Dallas isn't isn't really against paying guys; they just don't want to pay. Those who are not their guys. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm actually saying that's pretty wrong. And one of the problems with this front office. But City was their first round pick. So I can see them taking care of this. Hopefully they do, man. Hopefully they do. I don't, says Gregory. Blue Dab says, I'm also hearing Johnny's numero uno. I would say over, says Ines. Gilbert goes with over, too. So... It's going to get interesting after the draft. We're going to have things to talk about even after the NFL draft is over. It's going to be financial stuff. Toxic Tom says, Mo, does Jerry Jones remind you of Logan Roy? Such a cool show, man. Such a cool show. I just want to know how it's all going to end. Uh, not really, though. <laughs> not really. I've seen, I've seen Jerry... Be, be cool with his kids way too often, I guess. <laughs> Smile at them. That's, that's, a, that's a W <laughs> on that end. But anyways, I will see all of you tomorrow night. This will be it for me tonight on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I missed you all last night. Thank you for understanding. Oh, actually, it is Thursday, so I won't see you tomorrow night. I will see you Sunday night. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Have some fun. If you are boxing fans, 
it's finally here. It's finally, finally here. Ryan Garcia versus Gervonta Davis, an actual boxing match. Uh, so enjoy that if you are into boxing. And if you are not, enjoy doing whatever you want to do. Spend some time with your family. And remember, Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Shout out to all of you. You are legends. Thank you for giving me a small amount of your time. But still, very appreciative of it. So see you on Sunday. Thank you and bye-bye.